0: Hello, I'm Phil sweettech 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's both my pleasure and my mission to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you, giving you specific takeaway, so that way yours can be a little bit easier. Now, before I fully dive into what my past week was like, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already that way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So the the big thing of this past week was we we essentially began filming for my second feature film. Now, you know, it was just the green screen stuff, uh meaning like the very technical stuff that we could do right here in LA because the rest of the movie takes place in Colombia on location, and so you know, we wanted to separate out the two. We we won't be going uh, for another month and change uh, to Columbia to film the bulk of the stuff, you know, like 97, 98%. But nonetheless, we just wanted to, you know, do the green screen stuff. So that's primarily creatively what things were leading up to um, this past week. But before I even really get into that, you know, it's interesting uh, as we're planning this Movie and you know the various things, <laughs> and as the world kind of opens up, and I'm interacting with more people, you start to. I mean, I've always kind of known this, but um, it's just always good to have a good reminder of like everyone has a different metronome in life, and what I mean by that is a simple example is when you walk, right? Oftentimes, uh, whenever I walk. I'm a lot faster than most people. And it's not that I'm trying to necessarily go fast. It's just like, it's just my natural inclination to have a little bit of pace to it, you know? Uh, and because I, I, I just like to, I'm not hurrying, but at the same time, I'm not taking that pause uh, unnecessarily, right? And one of the very first episodes that I ever did was No Hurry, No Pause, and that's kind of really what it is. And so, you know, I, have, I I like to have this consistent beat of just, you know, doing something. And it's not to say that I don't ever rest. It's not to say that I overexert myself and so forth. But, yeah, it. Um, and certainly I'm not claiming to be the hardest working man in showbiz by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly there are hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands, of people who work far more than me. But the key to my life has always been just this continued consistency, just, just beating that drum, uh, at, at the same pace. Right. And it's fascinating, you know, to observe, um, uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, with my stuff, uh, there's people and not the people involved, but, um, you know, there's at least in the early rounds like when i when i kind of come out with an idea you know i do try to get various people involved and you know they might take some time to think about it but what they don't realize is like once i have an idea and i commit to it uh, the the train is leaving the station and it's really up to them to then hop on board right because it we're going and it's just going to pick up momentum the longer it goes And that's very difficult for people. And I I don't think people understand that. Um, And it's not just a phenomenon for me. I think it's a lot of uh, creatives, you know, that we can call them successful. I won't put myself in that realm necessarily um, because I don't want to toot my own horn in any any way. But, you know, the the ones that people look up to, they have that sort of um, way about them where everything is just, the trains have to be kept on time and so forth. And if there is, you know, let's say, forgive me because I'm mixing up metaphors, but like a flat tire, um, you know, they fix it right away. They don't um, dilly-dally, right? Because otherwise it, it slows them down. They, they they fix the problem immediately. In fact, just today, I, for some reason, I was having tech issues, right? And it was annoying and it, and it definitely bogged me down, but... What would have been worse is not handling the problem right then and there and just getting it over with, so that way I didn't have to deal with that issue moving forward. Because I know the pain that that would be, uh, you know, towards my workflow and everything else. And you know, this is kind of a, this is a hard concept to grasp for a lot of people that are that are perhaps starting out or so forth that idea that yeah like um if you want to be involved in something um most people think if, if they kind of especially the ones that you know that that can get stuff done if they share an idea and you know they kind of say like hey i would love to have you on board you know whatever um you know, you can ask for like, hey, when you need an answer by, and generally I'm pretty good about saying like, hey, you know, uh, this is what I'm thinking, but I'll need a, you know, one way or the other, I need a commitment by this date. And once that date passes, you know, I I always leave it, I'm like, hey, if that date passes and you change your mind, there's ways for you to be involved, but, you know, it's going to be a lot more difficult. (laughs) And it really is, because things progress, and, um, you know, this, it, 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 I think ultimately what I'm saying is there's a lot of people that I've seen miss opportunities because they were debating whether or not it was a good opportunity as opposed to just uh, sometimes going with your gut. You know, it's not to say you have to jump on every opportunity. Like I think more often than not, we actually do know whether something is right for us or not. And you know, a lot of the the, the stuff that I've kind of spoken about in the past, the idea of defining your clear objectives. Once you have those clear objectives, and then it becomes intrinsic to you to know whether or not something fits within that is going to be beneficial, or you can just easily say no to it. Right? That's the aspect that you know, uh, pretty much every self-help aspect that I've studied has a version of just just saying no. Like you have to have an ability to um, to decline, and that's that's a real skill set, right? And, but part of it is knowing why you decline something and what you're saying yes to. And so de- the first step is defining your priorities so that way, as I said, when opportunities arise, you know if it's correct for you or not. Um, and, you know, to me, it's become more second nature in that way to, to see things as such, uh, whether for myself or, you know, when, when friends or anyone else comes to me for advice— because as I, as I kind of really thought about it, you know certainly in the last few years I have I have spent and dedicated myself to learning how the impossible becomes possible you know back in the day the a four hour or sorry a four minute mile was was unheard of it was like no one can do that and all it takes is then one person to really do it which happened right and then all of a sudden. It just clicks in people's brains of like, okay, well, that's not impossible, so, so it's doable. And then all of a sudden, you have this influx of people <laughs> being able to do the four-minute mile. It's like, well, you know, it's not like all of a sudden they got that much better, but but just that mental blockage uh, is gone, and so the, they they can push themselves and be able to do that, right? And it was it was something that I was speaking with my friend, uh, a filmmaker. And we were talking, and I was, you know, because one of the things that's, like, daunting on some people is this idea of our, you know, you could call it an aggressive shoot schedule. And it's like, okay, but, you know, between the the budget constraints, between everyone's time commitment constraints, and, uh, you know, us wanting to make a good script, it's like, uh, it's, it's the only way all those fit together to do it. Now, it might seem crazy, but it's not... Anything I've ever done really in life is based on something. And, you know, my friend was making the argument like, okay, it's not an apples to apples comparison. I said, okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean I can't take little pieces and be inspired by them and and, and fit them into my puzzle of it, right? And I think I think he finally came to my way of seeing it. But that's what I really pride myself on is the ability to, to fit together pieces to make... Uh, things possible you know last week i did an episode uh how you should make a hero list and you can check that out but really a hero list is basically there to serve both as inspiration confidence but really a blueprint for any future projects that you may have you know the argument with my, with my friend that i said I, you know it's like if someone who's if someone's never written a uh, a full novel, what gives them the right to go go ahead and do that? It's like, there's no basis for that. But I said, except you look at your past history. Okay, you know, speaking for myself, it's like, I, I love to write. Uh, I love to write. I did it in high school, and people really gravitate towards it. Now, that was short stories and things like that. Okay, sure. But at least I have that side of it, right? I have dedication. So, you know, I played soccer in high school. I played soccer in college. So um, I'm dedicated. I'm also, it also shows that I know how to utilize my time. I'm self-motivated. I don't need someone else to push me. So these are just a few of the things that when you start to look at them and combine them, you're like, okay, well, with all these things, it doesn't seem as crazy for this person to write a novel, in this case, me, right? And that's the way we have to really approach life. And that's, that's how I, you know, approach, I try to build on the things that I have in my life, you know, in terms of the creative projects that I pursue. You know, very early on, one of the things that <laughs> we talked about in terms of this upcoming movie is I would like it to be better than my first feature film. And I think... I think people hold on to that for dear life, uh, and what, what I think they're not reala- realizing, right, because it's, it's all about perspective, really, is that we already managed to accomplish that. With my first movie, I basically had one other person on set with me, right? And we had a budget of $5,000, and we were shooting kind of—we uh, we didn't have any rehearsals, right? We just kind of showed up on set, you know, the script was there, and we did it. And, you know, I'm very proud of the result and things like that. But that's that's what we had. Now, going into this one, we have a crew, right? We've done rehearsals. Our budget is far more uh, bigger, you know, certainly not, like, huge in, in film terms, but compared to $5,000, it's a lot bigger. So... It's like we already managed to make it better than my first film just based off of that. The script is, you know, uh, I've, I've developed as a screenwriter, so that's even better. So all these things. Now, all we have to do is capture it, right? Capture the performances as long as the acting's good. And, you know, I'm, me and uh, my co cinematographer, we're continuing to collaborate and, and figure out, all that out. And, you know, there's things to continue to do. It's not like just because... We are better already than my first film that, like, the, the end result is going to be there. But, but we're taking the steps. Like, we, we already have the ingredients, if you will, to be able to pull off something that's more special than my first film. And that's exciting. And it's exciting to me because I really love my first film, right? I'm not knocking it by any But, yes, you know, you, I think in life it would be foolish not to want to progress and evolve, Right? And that's exciting to me. The other aspect of it, you know, um, a cinematographer named Alwyn Kuchler, who did the uh, Manchurian uh, Steve Jobs and Divergent, among other films, he was on a recent episode of the Team Deacons podcast. And one of the things that he was talking about was this idea of liberate yourself from the choice, meaning... Uh, As I mentioned with our movie, right, we're constrained by the time, we're constrained by the budget, uh, and so forth, right? And, you know, and also really by our ambitions. (laughs) And so it's like, okay, you know, that's what we have to work with. And rather than lament over about the things that we don't have, because we don't really have a choice, right? We don't have the choice in the matter. So liberate yourself from that because you don't have that choice to begin with. So just embrace what you do have. And that's what I love. And that's when I talk about how the impossible is made possible, that to me is a fundamental ingredient of it. It's just the getting rid of this chattering in your head of what you don't have. Because of course, there's so many things. I don't care. I mean, you'd be surprised, right? That's why I love the Team Deacons podcast is because it exposes me and other listeners to... Projects that cost two hundred million dollars, let's say, and yet they still face the issues that a five thousand dollar movie faces, that a fifty thousand dollar movie faces, that a hundred, that a million dollar movie faces, that a fifty million dollar movie faces. Like, no matter what the budget, it, it kind of ends up being the, the, the same things. You know, we're always strapped for time, <laughs> believe it or not, resources. You know, uh, and, and all that stuff, right? Scheduling conflicts, I know that 's a timing thing, but still you know it's it's a separate version of that so yeah it, it it's just we can't, we can't escape it like that's 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 ever present, and so don 't lament on it L- liberate yourself from the choice as Alwyn says so yeah that's kind of you know mentally how i've been approaching this past week and certainly moving forward and so forth and one of the ways, you know, speaking of this idea of making this movie better than my first film, you know, we're, we're also really defining the costuming, right? We're spending a lot of time on picking out the right costumes, and as part of that, it's also about the hair and makeup. So last week, I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, what we would need in terms of the makeup. You know, what would the guys need? What would the girls need, um, you know, and, and speaking with all of them of like, what are your individual uh, needs, like concerns and so forth. You know, what makeup do you already have? What makeup don't you have? So you know, getting out, getting all that stuff, so it's ready, right? And that's exciting to me. You know, it's it's a world that I'm not that familiar with. I mean, I know the basics, but um, but it was exciting to sort of deep dive and and kind of continue, you know, progressing in that way. So again, that's already making this movie better than my first film because that was something I wasn't doing on my first film. Not that we didn't have makeup and, you know, so forth, but um, this is just more of a conscious effort towards that. The other aspect, um, based on a production meeting we had uh, the week before, and just, you know, I, I, I reread the entire script and I marked it up just based on revisions that needed to happen because of production um, and a couple of other things that I, I learned about. Um, about Columbia and then I wanted to kind of enhance or whatever, and so I reread it for that. But also, I was, you know, it's been a while since I like really examined just the script, and so I was able to look at certain things and be like, okay, this was this was a story plot that w- was there from a while ago, and now it's kind of really taking a backseat, so we can really just kind of get rid of it. Other stuff like how do we how do we continue to compress and just make the strongest possible script and you know I, I went through it and it was actually pretty easy and then I you know once I had the whole thing marked up I went to final draft and just went page by page of the revisions and I thought I thought for sure I don't know why I thought this I don't know I thought it would take me like a day or something like that to really address the notes and it turns out it only took me like an hour and a half um, which was exciting and so, you know, I went through that, and boom, sent that off to uh, to production to the cast members. It's not grand changes, but but there are, you know, again, just 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 finessing things. It's small small changes that have big impact. That's what I'm really interested in. So I worked on that. Um, now, the big component of of this past week is, as I mentioned, leading up to the the film shoot. So. This was the green screen stuff, and certainly we could have saved this for after production, but it felt like a good way to just get our feet wet, even though it's a you know it's a very technical shoot um, it at least by having it kind of a month and, and change in advance of production, you know we had enough time to rest and recuperate after but also kind of really get into a rhythm with each other on set, um, and just do some good stuff, right? Now, when I say green screen shoot, like, um, this is, this is beyond just like, it's beyond like having someone against, uh, an environment that needs to be put in, right? This is kind of, uh, very physical, um, and really combining a couple of tricks to to pull this off and it 's something that uh, i 've done a version of this before, but never to this extent you know I, I want to I wrote it in specifically into the script, knowing that I wanted to push myself with this and you know because it's it 's an important but still small part of the movie, so I almost treat it like just a fun way like almost like a shooting a short film right that 's how I kind of approach this. And you know, leading up to it, I mean I, I had an idea of how we we're gonna pull it off, but then last week I really spent watching you know YouTube videos and really honing down precisely the 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 ways in which each shot would be constructed. Because we're talking like the the, the great part about green screen is that you can do pretty much anything, really, right? The downside is you have to really know and think about because you have a nothing to interact with, as an actor, as a, as as a production person, right? In this case, me as the director slash uh, co cinematographer. I got to really think about the angles, how it's going to cut together, and part of it is you know it's like a magic trick. For example, I won't. Uh, there was this one part. In order to make a shot possible, we had to film uh, the actor's top half. You know, arms, chest, and stomach. And then his bottom half, his legs, and so forth. And in the end, edit process, we have to combine those two together. But it's like, it's just such a funky way of, like, creating something. And yes, mathematically, it, it, it will work and so forth. But, you know, it's just it's just so insane on the day. It's like, none of, like, like just observing it. It's like, this is silly. <laughs> none of this should make sense. But of course, if you trust the process and, and you study it and, and, and you do tests and things like that, then yes, it is obviously very possible. But um, yeah, getting to work with green screen, you know, now this is like another aspect where really kind of utilizing it. It's, I don't love it, but I also don't hate it. You know, I, I, I see it as a tool and things like that for when I need it. Um, I'm still you know I'm still getting comfortable with it, and so it's it was great to have all the all you know there was four of us on set um, it was great to have everyone's mind be able to um, collaborate and really help drive it forward right but going back to the you know I, I opened up the episode of like building confidence and things like that, right so without. This short film that I did called Playtest, I wouldn't have the confidence to do and pull off what we just pulled off because I needed that um, that short film to really teach me various things with green screen and so forth. And it gave me the confidence to, even though we're trying something that I I have yet to do, it gave me the confidence to know, okay, I've done this, I've done something that I hadn't done before, and I did it with green screen, and the result came out, and I know I know the shortcomings of that, and I know how we, you know fix it moving forward and so for this I was able to combine that knowledge and build on it right so that's the exciting part so yeah and it was fun also like from a costuming standpoint I had a last minute idea that I think story-wise is really exciting um works really well um so a lot of a lot of fun stuff it was it was a it was a good day of filming um and as I joked with the actor yesterday, um, you know, even though this was the first thing that we filmed, it'll be funny because it'll probably be the last thing that uh, gets finalized for the movie, just given the nature of it, right? It's we have to rotoscope out the green screen, you know, put in the backgrounds, um, apply all these various effects to it, and yada yada yada, right? So, um, but it's going to be exciting to to see. And this this coming week, I'm just going to edit it together, the green screen stuff, and so that way it can go. You know, um, while while we go off and essentially film Colombia, uh, the Colombian scenes, you know, someone can be working on the uh, you know keying out the green screen, putting in the plates, as we like to say, the, the plates being like the background stuff and so forth. Um, you know, unfortunately, they won't have my feedback during that time, uh, but but at least like things can move forward, right? So another reason why I wanted to do it before filming in Colombia. Uh, versus after right because i wanted to have as much time to create this sequence as we needed the other aspect of it being you know but when we get back you know they were heading into thanksgiving and then the holidays so i didn't want to eat up people's times because i knew it would be like it'd just be tough to, to to really get people in the mindset and so forth so anyway yeah that's that's kind of the long short of everything of what i've been up to this past week how i'm thinking about things. And, yeah, this coming week, a lot of logistics, um, working with my uh, producers to, to really start ironing out the details because, you know, we're approaching that one-month milestone and then, you know, then, then officially the countdown of one month begins and uh, we'll blink and we'll be in Colombia, And that's exciting. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. As always, if you have any questions, thoughts of your own, whether about anything that I talked about or things that you want me to discuss, comment down below or hit me up on social media at Phil would love to hear from you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time.